This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here. Joe G out today. He'll be back tomorrow here on BetQL Daily. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time on the Odyssey app under the BetQL Network. We're also on Twitch. You can watch us there, twitch.com backslash BetQL. So uh, let, let's go to the Roman guest line. We have Odyssey Fantasy Football insider Josh Norris. And you can also hear Josh on the Underdog Football Show available on YouTube and wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, please have Josh on the show. Josh, just like every single Wednesday, a, a lot of those listening and watching the show right now, uh, they woke up and checked their email right away. All right, let's see which waiver waiver wire I, players I was able to add. But I will say there were some leagues that I was going through, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna waste any dollars. I'm not gonna waste my waiver wire spot because it, it just isn't worth it in most leagues uh, going into week number ten. How did you view the waiver wire? Well, I think there's a couple clear names. And right now, Dearness Johnson certainly seemed like the top one. Um, I will say a major emphasis on the Browns' offensive success is obviously their offensive line health that is getting healthier and creating big plays in the running game. There were one of the few teams out there that, you know, create their most explosive plays in the running game. And while Dearness Johnson, we've seen it already, can be super productive, it's almost Alfred Morris-esque in terms of his vision and his speed versus what Nick Chubb now not everyone's Nick Chubb, but I think there's just going to be a clear difference in production there. The one name that actually stands out to me, and I've seen him everywhere, is Brandon Bolden. And this Patriots running back situation, we, it's so unclear. We have no information on the health of Ramondre Stevenson and maybe more importantly, the health of, of Damien Harris, a player that they obviously trust, especially with the goal line work. But there's a chance that both of those players are out. And if that's the case, I expect Brandon Bolden to get 60, 70% of the workload for a team that's up there in top three in running back usage this season. That's interesting because uh, Bolden, one of the players that I was able to land, like you mentioned, the lack of clarity that we have with the head injuries. If you're looking for a running back and Bolden's out there, uh, not a horrible selection. What about a big name guy? It feels like we're going to be talking about some receivers that have the name value, but maybe won't have the production uh, a lot of people I saw, top five ads, they put Deshaun Jackson on that list. Do you? Fair question. And I think part of that question is based on this evolution that we've seen from Derek Carr this season. You know, in the past, he was around 20th or 16th and 20-plus yard throws in the NFL. This year, he's number one. Um, obviously, so much of that, you know, was just him changing his mentality and changing his game but also having an effective player down there 
in, in Henry Ruggs. And then this past weekend, I think he had no completions of 20-plus yards um, without, obviously, that vertical element. Look, Deshaun Jackson absolutely still has straight-line speed. I think that defenses are going to prepare for that. But do I think that that is going to give us, you know, consistent production in terms of poor efficiency throws, but ones when they hit are high value? Ruggs was doing that. Obviously, Deshaun Jackson is going to be so much more difficult to do that. So, no, I would actually be much, much more interested in Hunter Renfro on that same team, despite obviously that A dot being much lower. But I think his production as we move forward could really skyrocket. Is there a landing spot or two that would intrigue you uh, to make a move and add Odell Beckham? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we all want the, the Chiefs to happen, don't we? And I, I think oh, yeah. so, much of, so much of that conversation is based on the Chiefs actually being in the market for a wide receiver this offseason. I mean, I know Kenny Galladay got more money, but if we re- rewind back to last March, Juju Smith-Schuster was a very hot commodity. And he was linked, obviously, with the Steelers, who he re-signed with, with the Ravens, who then spent a first-round pick on Rashad Bateman, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's pretty clear why, and we've seen it so far, that at 32 years old, Travis Kelsey's on a bit of a decline. He's just not quite the player that he was previously. And then Tyreek Hill, at times this year, has kind of been the extension of the running game in terms of his receptions versus being able to create those explosive downfield plays. So if you kind of shut... Tyree kill down, have one player that can match up with Travis Kelsey. This team literally has no one else. And they tried to bring in a spark with Josh Gordon. They try to manufacture touches for, you know, some other players on the roster, but what Odell could bring in, I don't know about you guys, but when I went back and watched him, we do a usage show every single week on, on the underdog fantasy show. That first two weeks that he was back in Cleveland, like he was being used in the slot. He was being used out wide. The first week was great. And then, you know, he was missed on wide open downfield throws in week two. I understand that he's you know, been banged up since then, and who knows if he just wanted to quit. And we certainly can empathize with that in terms of that impacting how successful you are at your job when you're just not happy in it. I, as a second or third option in an offense, I think he could absolutely make waves for the rest of the season in the Chiefs offense. Hey, Josh, Aaron Hawksworth here. We just did our power rankings last segment, and the AFC is very interesting to me, especially with the Bills losing to the Jags. It's hard for me not to change my opinion about the Bills a little bit, but what what are your top teams right now out of the AFC? I think that is a, a fantastic question, and it's so <laughs> tough to not like consider that the, the Tennessee Titans are up there, right? A team that at every single turn this year, we have looked at it and said, okay, well, they went in this hot streak to start, but the Bills are a great challenge. And then when they beat the Bills, you then ask, well, was that just a fluke? Now they get the Kansas City Chiefs. And then you do that with the Indianapolis Colts, a team that was favored by one and a half against them. And they do it against the the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, as a straight-up underdog of over a touchdown, Mike Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Now, I think we also can say and look back at that Rams game and say that the defense, you know, put 14 points up on the board for them. And they're absolutely still figuring things out along the offensive um, front in terms of the, the, the progression and the success of it. I, I bet they're going to put more 
emphasis on Ryan Tannehill moving forward, throwing to A.J. Brown, and hopefully you know, Julio Jones can be the player that we really hope he was. And I'm excited to see that. I don't know how successful it's going to be, but I am excited to see that. And keeping them, because I've seen it in some places, out of the top five, to me, is not giving enough credit to the success of the team, and especially the defense of Autry and Landry and Dupree and so on and so forth. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Our guest, Odyssey Fantasy Football Insider, uh, Josh Norris. And Josh, week number nine was the week of the upsets. Ten of them covered the spread. Seven won outright. And massive underdogs winning some games. So, so let's talk about the teams that just had duds. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. Now they're playing the Jets. And they are 13.5-point favorites of FanDuel Sportsbook. The Dallas Cowboys, down 30 to nothing at one point against Denver. Now they've got Atlanta, and they're a big favorite once again. The number is nine. Dallas and Buffalo, uh, do you have a strong feeling on how, we're, how they're going to respond this week? So, obviously, the total in that Dallas Falcons game has already moved up. I mean, I really liked it when it was at 53. I think I've seen it around 54 and a half, 55 right now. Um, and it makes so much sense because. Atlanta's defense is putrid. I mean, they have one player that can create disruption in the back half. They are absolutely all over the place, despite A.J. Terrell having a really, really good season. Um, I I can still see it go over that 54.5, 55, especially, like you said, um, Dallas's ability, even when down 20, 30 points, to put some points up in the third and fourth quarters. Um, Look, what I love about Dallas is how multiple they've been this year. And I think part of that was losing Michael Gallup in week one and forcing them to run multiple tight end sets, forcing them to rely more on Ezekiel Elliott and the combination with Tony Pollard. And so with Michael Gallup coming back this week and obviously Blake Jarwin being an injured reserve, I'll be tracking heavily like the differences in 12 personnel usage and 11 personnel usage because I've actually liked them more without Gallup on the field, which is weird just, you know, because he's such a good and talented player. And quickly on the Bills, I think – Obviously, a major difference between last season's Bills and this season is that Josh Allen was just running so pure last year. I mean, he transformed to, like, the best clean pocket throw in the NFL and went from, like, 20th to one of the best downfield passers. So we expect that to regress a little bit. But another big difference is their offensive line health and talent. I mean, they were without Spencer Brown, their starting right tackle, and John Feliciano, their starting guard. So to me, I'm always wary of teams that don't have a cohesive and healthy offensive line where we're hitting these points and how much that can impact the offense as a whole. Because if you ever watch and track the playoff for Super Bowl teams, often, oftentimes, they are the, the squad that is healthiest, especially along that front five blocking unit. Josh Norris, you can hear him on the Underdog Football Show, available on YouTube and wherever you find your podcasts. All right, Josh, let's talk some underdogs because this morning I did a little two-leg parlay that I'd like to run by you. I took the Jets and the Panthers, couple of big dogs. I'm curious your thoughts. Should I cash out or let it ride? (laughs) Um, You are a bold, (laughs) bold human being for going with (laughs) with the Carolina Panthers against the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I I see it 10 and a half right now. Um, The issue with the Panthers is – they do not want to throw the football in a league that's all about throwing the football. And they, I mean, obviously, they're probably going to move over to P.J. Walker or, or, or Matt Barkley right now. They've also lost their starting center and left tackle going against the defensive front and linebackers. That's going to be really difficult. Look, it doesn't matter now. To me, what stands out with the Panthers is Christian McCaffrey played like 29 snaps 
almost got 20 touches on 29 snaps this past weekend. And they're still going to rely on him. I bet he gets 30 touches this week, even if they're down by 20 points, because this team is terrified, absolutely terrified to, to throw the football. I think how you can get home in that is Kyler Murray and that ankle sprain being much more significant than that team is letting on. And so this defense with Phil Snow and the pressure packages that they bring confusing Colt McCoy much more and just tackling better than what San Francisco put out there on the field last week. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In the fantasy landscape, let's talk about some of the positions that we uh, stream from time to time. At least some of us do. Uh, most notably quarterback and defense. And yeah, I had to make a decision with one of my teams with Burrow on by. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go with Wentz. And I don't feel great about it. I hate it here, but I picked up Wentz. And then I was trying to figure out what to do with the defense. Maybe uh, maybe you have a, an option or two for us. It, it, most of us in uh, 12-team leagues. Yeah, well, let, let's talk about Carson Wentz first because early on this season it was like abysmal to watch that team when he was dealing with both Mm -hmm. of those ankle injuries and I think what Frank Reich has done really well is understand that Michael Pittman is like a true X receiver I mean he is absolutely taking the leap this year and then it's getting Jonathan Taylor in the passing game and we know how explosive a runner he is in the running game but freeing him up in space and giving him those receptions has transformed this offense. And then obviously this past week, we saw Naeem Hines come back into our lives and, and be an important piece there as well. And against the Jaguars at, I know what they did against the bills last week, but if you just wipe that from your memory, which you should, we know that that's just an abysmal, abysmal football team. Um, I mean, if Indianapolis's defense is out there too, that one against Jacksonville totally, totally works. And then I, I, I know a lot of people are going to suggest Dallas after the letdown that they had last week, but I don't know if you got to watch Matt Ryan. I mean, he balled out. He balled out in week nine. And I'm a little bit worried that Arthur Smith, after some early season struggles, has really figured out the best way to attack offensively, obviously with Cal Pitts and utilizing Cordero Patterson all over the field. And Matt Ryan's testing vertically much more. So I don't think I would be as into Dallas's defense as everyone else is. What do you think about New England going up against Baker? Yeah, I, I love it. I absolutely love it because what New England is going to do, especially if Nick Chubb's not out there, is they play powerful football up front. They are bullies. And while Cleveland's offensive line is fantastic and they utilize more 13 personnel, three tight end sets than anyone else across the league, I think that that matches up with the strengths of what the Patriots put out there. So I'm, I'm with you. Sacks and turnovers are a big deal, and I don't know how many sacks and turnovers they're going to be able to get against that team, but preventing them from getting, I don't know, 21 points offensively might be your best approach there for the Patriots. 
what is your assessment of the Steelers? Because it seems like we were just talking about Big Ben should have retired and then don't look now, but the Steelers have won four games in a row, including that huge win against the Browns. Are they in play to, you know, maybe even win the division? Could you see that? Is there any value there or is this just the Ravens division to win? Yeah, I think that's a fair fair question because after this weekend against the Lions, they absolutely be six and three. Should it really count though with how ugly it is? Like it's so brutal to watch this this Steelers team. Like Ben is getting back there, not going to his secondary read, not going to his third read, and just throwing the ball immediately. And without Chase Claypool, I think that they lose some of that playmaking ability down the field. Now, what does that give us? It's gonna give us, you know, twelve, fourteen targets for Deontay Johnson. Pat Fryermuth is emerging as an end zone target. Absolutely. I think it's all up to their defense because I think their defense has to play much better than it was earlier this season. Um, they've kind of been susceptible to, to deep shots and, and giving up big plays, which was very unlike them in, according to last year. Um, I don't know. The, the offense just isn't beautiful. It's not pretty. And it, it, it's one that I can't wait to see what these pieces, when it's going to be a quarterback that actually like functions and flows through an offense. But at the very least, I think you can expect them to put up, you know, 21 points every single weekend. At Josh Norris on Twitter. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. That was Odyssey Fantasy Football insider Josh Norris on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. It is Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth with you here on BetQL Daily Today. And coming up next, there's some NFL MVP betting opportunities. How about Defensive Player of the Year? A big shift in the market after Monday night. Rushing leader? An update there. We'll uh, cover it all. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.